color of the sun. This is sunshine. And for my returning listeners, welcome back. For my new listeners, welcome. Now it's time to stop being so nice and show y'all how crazy I am because I got a bone to pick with some of you. Y'all are so nosy. Y'all are so nosy. I'm trying to build a relationship with y'all and I'm trying to learn about your love languages and I'm trying to show you love and y'all just care about the one dude that told me I love you after our argument. Like for real, that's what y'all got out of that. You know what? It's fine because thank you for this week's topic. We're going to talk about casual relationships. I feel like one of those girls on TikTok who has a TikTok go viral and then they have everybody in the comments like story time, story time. That's how I feel right now. But it's fine because we're going to go through it and learn from my mistakes and laugh at me because I can laugh at it now. Sort of. <laughs> and that's on using comedy as a coping mechanism. All righty. This episode of Burning Bridges was brought to you by Sunshine's Ground Rules because I don't have a business to support this week, uh, but we got to lay down some ground rules for the conversation we're about to have. Rule number one, are you with your mama, not with me? I don't care if you feel like you are the exception to the rule. If you disagree with me, that is totally fine. We can have a civilized conversation about it. But I don't want to hear any, when they're not all like that, I don't want to hear none of that. Rule number two, I do not care what two or more consenting adults do. As long as it doesn't cause any harm and doesn't cause any trauma, I don't care. Rule number three, we do not slut shame here. We do not slut shame under any circumstances. And let me make that clear. We do call people out on their actions. However, you know, if you want to have sex with multiple people, refer back to rule number two. I don't care. Two consenting or more adults, I don't care. But if you lie about it and you cheat and therefore are not safe and are putting someone else in danger, which is causing harm or trauma, then please proceed to gargle some sandpaper. Like, you are a terrible human being. Rule number four. We do not name drop and we do not dox. If you feel like you know who I am talking about... Or if you feel like you know information about me, we don't do that. We don't put people at risk. I don't care how much of a terrible human being we are. We don't know if there is someone out there that is trying to actively harm them. We don't do that. And finally, rule number five. I'm also here to learn. So if I say something that harms the community or is factually incorrect, please reach out to me and educate me. Like, obviously, intent does not negate impact, but I'm not here to hurt anyone. And that also goes into... The way that we address each other. So I will show you the utmost respect. I expect the utmost respect. And do not come at me crazy. Talk to me like an adult. Because if you come at me crazy, I will make you regret that your mom never made her mouth into a daycare. Now that that's all out of the way, what is a casual relationship? It's that tricky little gray area between friendships and romantic relationships. Now, I think that casual relationships and casual dating are two different things only because I feel like a relationship is a agreed upon bond that you have that might be prolonged. And with dating, that is not the case. You can literally date someone for one date. You can date someone and then ghost them. And even though ghosting is not okay, but like it's more flexible and flimsy than a relationship. There are two main types of casual relationships. The first one being strictly sexual and that covers your booty calls and your one night stands your hookups things like that and then you have the sexual and social that covers friends with benefits and then sneaky links when you catch feelings either way both are relationships for people who either like don't have the time or energy to commit they're afraid of commitment whatever reason they just don't want to agree to the full commitment of a serious relationship which i get it to an extent but it's like it's solely about sex that's really what it boils down to it is solely about intimacy and people are satisfying their like companionship needs sometimes it's about just boosting self-confidence all of these things go into that but your feelings 
Your feelings don't. And that's where things get messy. And that's why I don't like these. And that's what got me caught up. So once upon a time, I knew this man. Let's call him Angel because he's dead to me now. Psychology stuff. But we knew each other from school. And then a couple of years later, we found each other on Tinder. Now, let me let me point it out. I had Tinder gold because I was big balling, shot calling. And so I saw he liked me first. I was like, mm, okay. Because I definitely had a crush on him in school. But he was more interested in my friend than me. But I was also like very awkward in school. So it's fine. Now, I'm not going to go into every single detail over the months that we were whatever you want to call it. I don't even know what to call that at this point, to be honest with you. Essentially, he made it clear that he had just got out of a long relationship, did not end well. He didn't want anything serious. I had also just got out of a long relationship, did not end well. I didn't want anything serious, which is fantastic. That means that us, two consenting adults, we agreed to this thing and we made our intentions clear. That's the most important thing when it comes to these relationships. I feel like people are not making their intentions clear. And the thing is that, like, you don't got to lie to people. There is going to be someone out there that you are attracted to that wants to do the things that you want to do. It's really like, that's just what it is. So we don't have to lie and manipulate because that goes into a very scary territory that we are not going to talk about today. Back to the story. So we said those things. We didn't live in those boundaries. It was, it was weird because it was like we would do regular like friend activities but we would go on dates but then we would also do these very non-friendly activities and I initially just wanted the non-friendly activities like I wanted a non-sneaky sneaky link essentially but the way that we went about things was not that and that's where things got messy and weird like we were talking to each other every day we were facetiming at night we were going on dates we were hanging out all the time we were calling each other cutesy names and stuff we were more than that which is what i thought I, so that's my fault for thinking my bad um so if you know me personally uh, and you don't want to hear about the sexual activities that i be partaking in um you might want to not listen to this at one point he had to leave to another state for his job and he was going to be there for a while and you know at this point we had already like been doing this for a little bit and we both got tested and everything like that and even though we were both healthy in that way I still didn't want to go and partake in sexual activities with someone else and then now we're all patient zero so like red flag number one was that I thought there was no way that he was doing anything that he shouldn't have been doing right and I have no proof that he was so I'm not calling him out saying you were absolutely doing this thing even though he told me that he has done this thing before to other people. And I thought, I'm different. Um, we met on Tinder. Well, we rematched on Tinder. I did not delete his match. Now, let me tell you the great thing about Tinder. So I'm, <laughs> I'm like a little crazy. I'm like groupie sock crazy. Not really like slash your tires crazy. But I know how many tires to slash so that insurance doesn't cover it. You know, I know the exact mixture of alcohol and other substances to mess up the tent on your car. I know that, but I won't use those things, right? Right, okay, so like with Tinder, when you log in, it tells you, like, it tells the people around you how far you are. So when you close the app out, and then let's say like, you go to another location and you log in, it will update your distance. So, hmm, I would be home and I would log in just to see his mileage 
I knew when this man was at his house. I knew when this man was at his mom's house, when he was at his brother's house, when he was at work. I knew where he was all the time because I got crazy. And let me say why I got crazy, though. I got obsessive for the fact that, like, he love bombed me. Now we know what love bomb is. He love bombed me. We spoke every single day. He would tell me, good morning, gorgeous, and I hope you have a good day. Ah, ah. He would call me after work. We would hang out literally every week. Then nothing. Then nothing. I stopped being called gorgeous. I stopped getting good morning texts. I started getting texts like later and later in the day and more stretched out apart. But did I take that as what it should have been taken as? As in, he's just not that into you? No, I didn't. Because I'm... Not necessarily dense, but and stuff like that. I just think that you should talk to people. I was always very open and honest about my feelings and about just everything. So not getting that reciprocated really cut me deeply. And I would try to make him talk about his feelings. But then he would brush me off because it's like, you know what? You're right. I'm not your girlfriend. You absolutely right. But I was so stupid. Uh, so I definitely went to go and visit him and stay with him a couple of days in that other state and that was the worst time of my life and it was super scary at first because like I had never slept at a man's house I had never done that that was not a thing that I do um and so it was nice at first because we would wake up and we would like go get breakfast and see the sunrise and stuff like that and we would do all these fun things throughout the day but then when nighttime came it was not fun he did not want to go out and do the things that i packed clothes like this is the thing i packed cute ass outfits and i couldn't wear none of them none of them but that's besides the point the point being is that we had fun throughout the day and then a mood would shift like it would shift so drastically and i noticed these things so i straight up called him out on it i'm like yo like what what is going on and then he tried to give me some bullshit answer and i pried I pried more and I found out that he was still very much so in love with both of his exes and it hurt so badly because when I look back at it now, I loved him more than I loved myself. Like I was so deeply infatuated with this man that I didn't even take bare minimum. I very clearly heard him say that like he actively thinks about his ex and he actually talks to the other one and stalks one of their pages to see all the shit that they be doing but at that time I still wasn't getting like text messages and stuff like before you know so it wow I actually like haven't talked about this <laughs> before so I'm like tearing up a little bit it hurt a lot and I still was like supportive and there for him and I'm not saying he owes me anything for that but I was always supportive and there for him despite my feelings but I can tell that that was like it for us I can tell that there was nothing more that was going to come from it there was no like I wish that I could have just shut off my feelings at that point and then this man gonna go and do romantic shit the next day with me saying like oh I'm happy I got all the stuff off my chest and like am I wrong is walking along the beach with someone romantic yes always 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 so I'm like I'm confused I'm so confused and then like we still like had sex like multiple times that weekend so I was like so confused I was so confused and I went home and I was like yo I should dead ass block him like I should just block him just like cut ties but I couldn't I couldn't and so there's two things in there so one I was not his girlfriend, so I cannot get mad at certain things. I really can't because I was not his girlfriend. And that goes into, like, 
casual relationships are about come as you go, like a lack of accountability. And I don't mean like they can do and say whatever they want to say to you, but it's like you can't hold them to the same standards you would hold a romantic partner to because they are not your partner. And then there needs to be no possessiveness. And like jealousy is like a natural thing that comes, but like there needs to be no possessiveness. That's not your partner. That's not your man. And so like I had to actively try to tell myself that is not your man. Even though I met his mama and everybody else, oh my gosh, this, it always beat a mama. It always beat a mama. Like, she was a very nice woman and I was very respectful to her. And then, like, I saw that she's still friends with the fucking exes on Facebook too. So I'm like, yo, mamas will protect their sons to the end of this earth, I swear. But back to the story. I'm really trying not to give like all the little, little details because I'm not trying to turn this into like a bashing angel session because I, I feel like that's unnecessary. So after he got back, I would still go to his house and we would still like play games, have sex. And then I would sleep at his house like on a regular occurrence. But then I would leave like in the middle of the night or super duper early in the morning and go home. I felt cheap and used. But like I said, at that time, I really just, when I'm looking back at it, I did not love myself because I should not have accepted any of that. He would talk about other women in front of me because he's like, oh, well, we're like fully friends now. Like we had established back in other state that we were just fully friends, nothing more. And he very clearly like did not respect me as a person. I pointed that out and we stopped seeing each other as much and little things started building up for me like I had big events that came on in my life and he knew about them and wouldn't say like you know like congratulations or good luck or anything like that and things really came to a full end when he then made it clear that my safety was now at risk and that goes into the other part of having one of these relationships you need to still require and show respect And so your safety can never be in jeopardy. And just like you as a human, like your emotions and everything really shouldn't be like actively in jeopardy. So he decided that he was going to go to a party and get drunk. And then he woke up at his ex's house. Now we had each other on Snapchat, right? And I was quick with Snapchat. Like I was always on Snapchat. I saw the snaps before he deleted it. So I knew he was somewhere that he shouldn't have been. And he also didn't have to tell me because I had the Tinder. So like I already knew he was somewhere that he shouldn't have been. That was the thing, though. Shouldn't have been? Really? Who am I to say shouldn't have been, you know? But he was like, oh, well, nothing happened. I woke up. There wasn't, like, any, like, condoms around. I woke up fully clothed. Uh, uh, and it's like, you still woke up at your ex's house, though. You were drunk and woke up there. That's the rap for me. And that was the argument where, at the end of the conversation, he said, I love you. So at this point, all the rules of a healthy casual relationship had been broken and he swore up down left right he was gonna make it up to me and again I was stupid so the next day he calls and he takes me out to lunch I paid for lunch that day oh my gosh now I'm thinking about that because we did the thing where like the person gets to choose what card I paid for lunch that day let me not get mad it's over and done with anyway (laughs) so we walked around like the shopping center and I can tell he was trying to like find a gift for me, but he genuinely didn't know shit about me. And that, that was really like, it was just slap in the face after slap in the face. Like 
And I was stupid because I still like stayed that whole day. Oh my gosh. Like I asked him what's my middle name. Didn't know my middle name, even though I said it multiple times. I asked him like, like the only thing he got right was that my favorite color was yellow. And that's really not like a pat on the back situation. He didn't even know my birthday. And not even like, oh, I didn't remember the exact day. He didn't know the month either. And then try to spin it on me like, oh, well, what's my brain? What's my birthday? It's like, I know all of these things about you. I know your favorite show. I know your goals in life. Like, I know all of these things. And you know nothing about me. And so that's why this is a wrap. And so I sent a message, like a very long novella. And I'm going to tell you straight up. People really don't be reading novellas um, when you send it to them. I read them. Um, he read it. His response was not an apology. Um, and I called him out on that. But I sent a novella of, like, this is not healthy for me. This is not okay for me. Like, I actively knew that. But I was so infatuated. And that's the thing about infatuation. Like, they actually did studies on this where someone would think about the person that they're infatuated with or they would, like, see them walking through the door. And the brain lights up in the same way that the brain lights up when given drugs like cocaine. So we don't speak for a while and I get drunk. I drunk call him and he gets happy because he's like, oh, I thought you hated me. Ah, ah. And once again, now looking back at it, when I was drunk, I wanted to be with him and talk to him. But when he was drunk, he wanted to be with his ex. And when I look back at it, that really should have been the rap for me. But I feel like God just underbaked me a little bit when it came to common sense. So again, we don't really talk for a while. Um, like he still watches my Snapchat stories and stuff like that. And I tried to force myself not to watch his. And then I got life changing news, good news. And everything was going to be drastically different. I was leaving. So I wanted a proper goodbye. And I wanted a proper goodbye from someone who became a really good friend of mine. Like relationship wise, absolutely terrible. We would have ruined each other if we got together. And I see that now. I do. He was never going to give me love in the way that I want and need love. And I couldn't force my life on him. And what I mean by that is like, I can't give you more of what you already don't appreciate to try to make you appreciate it. And I also can't change your habits to suit my lifestyle. So we just weren't good in that way. But as far as friendship, we were both so supportive of each other. We had the best laughs, the best times. Like, I'm gonna miss that. Like, he's not dead. I'm. It sounds like he's dead. Like, I, <laughs> but I am gonna truly miss that. Like, we pushed each other's boundaries and made each other grow. So we said our peace and we said goodbye. Now, now, <laughs> the thing that got me tight was that I was making it clear I was done. Like, I'm moving on to a new chapter of my life. And he kept saying, well, I'm not dead in this chapter, so I can come back later. It's that shit right there. It was a constant throughout the whole thing of like, no, I do like you. Your actions are saying a lot differently, sir. Like, oh, no, I do have feelings for you. I'm just not ready for a committed relationship. Oh, no, I didn't. It's like, you saying the right things to keep me around that's really what it boiled down to be like no matter what he said when I look back at it now I'm like I made myself easily accessible that was the thing no matter what he did I forgave and I tried to look at the bright side and I tried to see the best in him and I tried to move on and I'm not saying he's a horrible person because he's not a horrible person but I definitely should not have been in that situation it was character development so now that we've heard the tale of how sunshine got her heart deeply broken by her own stupidity let's tie it back into what we're actually talking about so with casual relationships you can have them 
if you are able to properly communicate and be honest about what you want and be honest to other people about what you can give. There's one more thing I want to share with you before the time is out, but I'm going to do a quick recap first. So if people would like to stop after this, they can. So in casual relationships, for it to be successful, you need to make your intentions clear. You need to require respect from and give respect to the other parties. You need to understand that it is something without a lot of accountability. So you need to set your boundaries, set your expectations from the jump. And also check in with expectations. Sometimes feelings change and you can't show possessiveness. Now, if y'all are raw dogging, obviously you don't want them to be raw dogging with other people. That makes sense. Um, But that is a boundary and respect thing as well. As always, these are just like guidelines, but they're very good guidelines. So if you don't follow them, you know, people can get their feelings hurt and you'll have regrets and mistakes. And of course, like if you're being casual with multiple partners, you need to be safe. You need to get tested. Get tested regularly. Even if you have one partner, get tested regularly. That is your intro to casual relationships. We will consider this conversation all this week. And for those of you who'd like to leave now, thank you for spending this time with me and I hope you have a great day. For those of you who'd like to stay, I feel like I have to give a trigger warning for child loss. Um, It's going to get real. Uh, So yellow. I've discussed this with my therapist and one other person. I initially thought I would take this like to my grave. We weren't safe. We weren't safe and I got pregnant and I didn't know. And I had a off cycle period, which is what I thought it was. Um, I had a miscarriage at a very young age. I had a miscarriage and it was painful and traumatic and it happens to so many people, but no one talks about it. So I will be the brave soul to get on here in front of all of the people who listen to me and say, it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's not your body betraying you. It's not something you could have prevented. It happens for many different reasons and it's okay. It's tragic and I hope you get through it. I hope that you have a good support team. If you don't have a good support team, I will be your support team. But yeah, that's that's another reason why relationships like this suck. Because that day that we said our goodbyes, I told him. I thought I was going to take that to my grave. I thought I wasn't going to tell him. And his response was less than desired, extremely less than desired. And that made all feelings fully shut off because I watched this man on his Snapchat story play with a child. Like, I think it was like his cousin and was like, oh, I want a baby so bad. Who wants to have a baby with me and all these things. And he looked at me in my face and was like, well, you didn't want to be a mom anyway. So isn't this better than like you taking care of it in a couple weeks down the road? Stuff like that was said to me. I wasn't given a hug of comfort. I wasn't given any words of comfort, actually. And now that person is going to be a part of me forever. Because that's not something that I will ever forget. That's not something I will ever sweep under the rug. So that's why I say be careful with these relationships. You never know what's going to come out of it. Um, I personally didn't think that I wanted a child ever. But when I found out that that happened, I never wanted one more. And so, I, again, I don't hate him. I don't hold any resentment in my heart against him. 
I wish him the best in life. I wish him joy and happiness and safety and love. I wish him all the good. I do. I don't wish any bad upon people ever, except for the people at design companies who make unisex shirts for jobs. I think that they've never seen a woman. And I would like to point out also that, like, I know a lot of times in media and literature and everything like that, they use something tragic like a miscarriage or things that rhyme with grape to talk about a woman getting her power. This did not bring me my power. And I'm not saying that, oh, you're stronger now. I'm not going to ever sit here and say that dumb shit that you are now strong. Listen, I like to think of myself as one of God's strongest soldiers. I would also like to be dishonorably discharged. I'm tired of having to fight every fight and make every battle an uphill one. I am tired. And it's okay to be tired. If you're tired too, it's okay. And I'm going to put resources on my Twitter at BB Pod Sunshine. If you're going through this or if you know somebody who's going through it, I'm also going to try to put some statistics up there because it really is normal. It's a sad part of life, but you're not alone. And that's what my podcast is here for. Like, I know it's just me talking to myself in this little mic on my little laptop in my closet. And we don't know each other, but I'm here for you. And you're never going to be alone because I will always be here for you. So I'm going to go cry now and make some pizza. Um, um, you want to hear a joke? Yes, you do. So what did the DJ name his son? Eric. All right. Y'all have a great day. And I will see you next time.